Hey family, it's Pastor Travis and I am so excited about this week's message. Listen, you need to turn up your phone, your car, however you're listening because it's about to go down. I pray today you are inspired and that your faith is increased. If you want to partner with the awesome vision of Forward City Church, go now to forwardcity.tv slash give to get involved. Hey, I love you. Remember your past is gone, your future is waiting. So prepare to move forward. like um, the presence of the Lord is here. And um, the one thing I'll never do, no matter who I'm in front of, is act brand new. Nobody was there when I was addicted to pornography and I was lost and I was in darkness and, and God was so, so good. And so it don't matter what, what I got on or where I'm at, you and your opinion comes second. <laughs> yeah. Some of y'all didn't engage at all for the past 20 minutes because you were so concerned about what somebody would think of you. They don't matter <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. I won't stand before Jesus with a group of people. I'll stand alone. And he's going to ask me, you know that day you prayed to see another day and then I gave you breath in your body and, and you asked for a parking spot so you could go to that service and, and you asked for 60 more dollars to get your nails done. Hair is done, nails done, everything. And you sat in my presence and were concerned about what people who don't know you would think if you brought our private relationship and made it public. Many of you serve a side chick savior. You okay with him blessing you behind closed doors? Uh-oh. She won't claim them in public. But I put my relationship with God on blast. And I need about 1,200 people that just one more time would not keep their Savior in a closet. But you would give him the honor and glory that he deserves in public. guest of honor 
in the midst of a lot of distinguished people, Father, there's nobody in here as important as you. So Holy Spirit, take your place. I can say words, but you can speak to hearts. Holy Spirit, do what only you can do. People have come in here broken, hurting, frustrated. Some are trying to celebrate, but there's so much going on in the background that they're having a hard time focusing. God, in this place, would you be big? Would you be bigger than their situation? Would you be bigger than what they got to go to tomorrow? Would you be bigger, Father, than the, the sickness that's in their body right now, Father God? Would you be a healer? Would you heal, deliver, and set people free? Today, Father God, with your help, I'm going to try to deliver this word you've given me to encourage the faith of your people. But Father, there's things that I'll talk about that won't be the specific thing that they need to hear. So Father, be a translator. I'll say something, but, but, but speak to them. For all that you will say and do, God, we give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you praise. In Jesus' name. If you know that God is about to meet you in this place, would you just give him one more hand clap? Oh, come on, Ford City. You can do better than that. Wow. All right, take y'all seats. I don't need much to preach. But Mama Green in all white on the front row. If she jump up, y'all, I'm letting you know right now. She remind me of my mama. We not going to be no good in here. So please, sister, keep her seated. What an awesome privilege it is to stand on this platform today as we celebrate the grand opening a forward oh y'all come on a forward city can we give god praise for us being here today thank you lord and while you're standing i have to thank god for the visionaries now 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 hold on hold on hold on y'all gonna clap in just a second i want you to know that this is what it feels like to believe when the crowd is gone. They stood in this building and believed God before any of you were here. And now we're standing in, listen to what I'm saying, we're standing in their faith. If you've never stood in faith before, you're where you're standing was somebody else's faith. And they had faith enough to cast vision. And then there's hundreds of people in here that had faith enough to give and sacrifice. And so we're standing in your faith. So can we thank God for Pastor Travis and Jackie Green for giving us a place. Y'all can do way better than that. Thank you for your faithfulness, your sacrifice, your diligence, your stewardship, your integrity. If you love your pastors, just give them. Amen. 
These people are dear friends. And uh, th this is my first time being out of Tulsa all year to preach. And because I, 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 I love my church, y'all. I, I don't know if y'all know, I'm a pastor of a little church in Tulsa called Transformation Church. And uh, there's some Transformation Nation people in the building. All right, I love y'all. I love y'all. I love y'all. I love my church. And I don't, I don't, uh, I love y'all. I don't, I don't really leave my church much unless I'm on assignment. I don't leave for speaking engagements. I leave for assignments. And so today, I have, a, I have a strict assignment. And if you made it into this building today or you're watching online, this word is for you. Somebody say, this word is for me. Because right now we're standing in a house of faith. Somebody say, a house of faith. And I'm a guy, I got something called crazy faith. Like, I believe that God will do stuff that nobody else believes that God will do. Like, I believe that if nobody else get it, I'm the exception. I'm the type of person that believes, like, it can be hated, but we just waiting for Jesus. Check one, two, eight in the name. I rebuke you, Mike. I will be her. I'll stand here and yell the whole service. Don't even twist it. We're going to be good. But I'm somebody that believes that the situation looks dead. All we need is Jesus to touch it. And that whole thing can come back to life. And today I want um, to, to teach you about a plant that is going to be representative of this next season in your life. And specifically, Pastor Travis and Jackie in Fort Worth City, this plant is the season that you're in right now. Nobody goes from what I saw last night on what, what street was that? LaGrant Road. How many people been to LaGrant Road in here? Okay. See, the truth of the matter is all y'all that just wooed couldn't fit in LaGrant Road. You don't go from LaGrant Road. LaGrand. It ain't that grand. It ain't that grand. They should call it La Just Enough. <laughs> but when you're faithful over whatever God puts in your hand, back home we would say all you have is all you need. But you don't go from that to this because of a plan. One, two, somebody bring me a mic. Just, I'll, yeah, just take this. Just. Check. There we go. <laughs> you, don't, you don't go from what I saw yesterday to this amazing building to on your first service having overflow to having permission conference that literally... Oh, there's some ladies in here that got permission. Yeah. Y'all been in this facility for less than a month. Pastor Jackie said it's crazy, but I would say it's only crazy. Until it happens. We're here. Somebody say, I'm here. Okay, so getting here is great. But what do you do after you get 
the thing you believed for. I would, I would submit to you that the body of Christ's greatest problem is not getting to a place. It's sustaining at a place. The saddest narrative would be that the greatest moment for Ford City was the beginning of this. That the greatest days for your marriage was when you got married and went on the honeymoon. That the greatest days for your children and family is when they were babies and they couldn't talk back. <laughs> Some of y'all. It's not getting the thing. It's sustaining the thing and growing it into a whole nother level. And God began to tell me that Forward City and everybody that has faith to grab this is in a unique season where heaven is open. And God is trying to take your faith to another level of acceleration. Somebody say acceleration. acceleration. But not just regular acceleration. I believe that God here and in your life is trying to do some things that are unusual. This is the season of unusual acceleration. Now, I, I need to tell you, because that won't mean anything to you yet, but some of y'all are going to catch this by faith. Is that there are things that God is about to do, and you need to receive this prophetically. I feel very apostolic today. I felt like I came here to speak prophetically into somebody's future. You are about to go into a season that there are going to be things that are not common that are going to happen for you to accelerate the plan and the purpose of God for your life and your family. Only three people caught it, but it's okay. And when I've not preached this message anywhere because I didn't feel like it applied until I walked in here yesterday. I had a whole nother message I was going to preach. And I stepped foot onto the grounds and God said, you're standing in a place of unusual acceleration. And God said, Michael, tell him the story. I said, the story? He said, tell him the story. And I said, they're not ready for the story, God. And he said, they ready for the story. So let me tell you a story. It was January. 30th, 2012, we're in a prayer meeting on Monday. And um, just like this house that has 6 a.m. prayer all the time, Transformation Church is a house that is built on prayer. And, um, and this woman comes in and she says, I, you know, I just, I have a prophetic word. And you know, that can go, that can go a lot of different ways. So I just brace myself. I'll be like, all right, go ahead. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> and she said, I see a colony of bamboo. And you know when you're trying to act like something's deep? You just say, mmm. <laughs> Y'all know. It ain't even got to make no sense. Mmm. 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 And I, I didn't know what she was like. She said, a colony of bamboo. And she said, it's just, it's rising up everywhere. And God said, go fast and research. So I took this very simple, strange, unusual word that she told me. And I went to Google. And I said, tell me about bamboo. We don't have bamboo where I live. 
And so I began to look this up. And bamboo is the fastest growing plant in the world. It's sturdy, it's solid, it's strong. And it's used for building that lasts for decades. It is a plant that grows under for three years until you see anything on top. Somebody's about to catch this. Because some of y'all been under for the past three years. It seemed like, God, when are they going to see me? God, when is there going to be a breakthrough? God, when are you going to do it for my church? God, when are you going to do it for my marriage? God, what is going on? You've been under. Under pressure. Undervalued. <laughs> but when the bamboo starts to sprout. Todd, check this out. It, after being unseen, unutilized, and under people's feet. In the right atmosphere. That's why we had to praise before this. That's why we had to worship. That's why it felt a little uncomfortable for some of y'all. It's okay. We were just trying to create the right atmosphere. Okay. Because in the right atmosphere, it can grow two inches an hour. I didn't say a day, Denard. I didn't say a month. After being under for three years, it can grow two inches every single hour. It can grow four feet in one day. And some of y'all have been looking at plants that have had steady growth around you. And God is saying, hold on. That's not the seed that was planted in you. Hold on. Some of y'all been comparing yourself on Instagram, been looking at what God's doing for your family and everybody else. And God said, stop comparing yourself to something that will stop growing very soon. I'm going to come to this side because some of y'all about to catch it. Stop looking at what everybody else in the forest is doing. The season you have been under has been preparing you for unusual acceleration. I came all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma to tell y'all it's bamboo season. Forward City, you ain't seen nothing yet. That everything you've been under, some of y'all need to rejoice right now because for you and your family, it's about to be bamboo season. Oh. This is what my business about to look like. This is what my family about to look like. This is what the churches and the buildings and the daycare. This, I said it's bamboo season. This is my family tree. I'm trying to give you an image of faith. That once you cross over 
into the faith that says I'm not going to stop growing because I've been under. But I'm going to let God do the work. Because at the moment I start sprouting. At the moment one of my songs gets heard. At the moment my book goes on Amazon. At the moment that there's love in my house again. Do not get in my way. Because this is the season of unusual acceleration. Look at three people and say it's bamboo season. Come on, find people with faith and say it's bamboo season. Yeah. All right, sit down. No, 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 because they're not ready to be prophetic and stuff, y'all. No, stop. We'll get there. Just stay. The truth of the matter is only 60% of y'all got this. Because you don't know how faith works. So, so when I say something, faith snatches it and says, that's mine. So when I say it's bamboo season, your faith says, that's mine. You may have never thought of a bamboo in your life, but when a man or woman of God puts something in the atmosphere, it don't just fall on you. Faith has to grab it. So I said it's bamboo season. What do you say? Uh-huh. When I say your marriage is going to be whole, you say? See, some of us is ignorant. I don't say that's mine. I say, give me that. <laughs> See, when, when things start moving around me, my faith is not waiting for somebody to give me a prophetic word individually. But in the right, everybody say atmosphere. I throw it out. This will be the most financially prosperous year of my life. I'm going to have mental health. My spirit will be enlarged. My family will be whole. My church will be blessed. My family will serve the Lord. Forward City is debt free. Y'all done. I'm trying to teach you how faith works. I'm not waiting for somebody to single me out. If I'm in the right atmosphere and I say it's bamboo season. I will rest. You didn't even know how to grab it. You ain't rested in six years, but my Bible says that he would give those he loves beloved so I'm going to try one. I'm going to rest. I'm going to be healthy. And put down the cheeseburger. <laughs> Faith without works is. All right. I'm saying give me that McDouble. Uh -uh. No, no, no. I just came to encourage you. This is the season of unusual acceleration. Some of you are going to go to the job that you have your resignation letter ready. It's in the... It's been in the drafts for months. Y'all, look at you. I caught you. I caught you. 
But God said, you're not supposed to leave. I called you there to change it. You've just been under, but it's bamboo season. Somebody shot at me. Give me that. Okay, 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 okay. okay. Sit down. I, I, I haven't even got to the scripture yet. Somebody's faith is enlarging right now. You gonna drive by that house you need for you and your family? Give me that. I'm telling you. I'm sorry. Some of y'all need a team to support the vision that God has called you to do. He's sending you a team. Somebody's faith is being enlarged right now. Some of y'all are sitting and watching. You go have what you believe. But right now, faith is being activated in this atmosphere. Marriages that have not had passion in years are about to find a new level of passion. Give me that. Unusual. It's bamboo season, church. Sit down. Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Now I have to teach you. I, I, I got <laughs> to teach you now the principles behind this. Because we shout about certain things that we don't understand. And the Bible says in all you're getting. If you say, give me that, 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 give me that. Give me that. Okay. And all you're getting get an understanding. So today I want to give you an understanding. Somebody, somebody got it. I said today I want to give you understanding. Okay, okay. Genesis 8.22 says this is a covenant with creation. Okay. While the earth remains, as long as this earth is here, there will be three things. What is it? Seed, time, Harvest. Say them one more time. Seed, time, harvest. Cold and heat, winter and summer, day and night shall not cease. God said, as long as this whole thing is running, I want to put a principle in the earth that my children can understand. Seed, time, harvest. This is how any plant grows. This is how you grow. A seed is planted in you. There's time. And then there's a harvest. And usually we hear this at an offering time. Let me tell you, there's no offerings happening. Because I'm not trying to get something from you. I want to get something into you. I need you to get this principle. If you sow discouragement. Give it time. And you're going to get a harvest. Of discouragement if you sow gossip give it time and you're going to reap people talking about you and you never get back the same seed you sow it always multiplies so if it was me I would only sow good things so when I sow 
time into helping encourage somebody else. Give it time and I'm going to reap somebody coming and helping me build what God. And, and can I just take a moment and shout out all of the amazing volunteers at Forward City who helped us get parked and who are in children's right. Oh, y'all can do better than that. They've been here all night and helping make sure you're going to reap a harvest on that. Because he said, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed, time, and harvest. But you know what? The Bible sometimes leaves blanks for the Holy Spirit to fill. Because when I looked at that, I, it's not fully, it's not, it's not fully all the way to truth. Because I just can't have a seed and then wait time. Because if the seed is in my hand, and in the wrong atmosphere, it can't create a harvest. So this scripture has some implied actions. Seed, time, harvest. I'm going to go ahead and give you the Michael Living Translation that has the parts that you've been missing. Because it's actually seed. So... Some of you've been eating your seed. You've been wearing your seed. You've been burying your seed behind the opinions of people. So you haven't sown. So you've been waiting time with nothing in the ground. It says seed time and harvest, but it actually is seed sown time. And today, I'm encouraging somebody to take a step of faith. Sow the seed you have. Stop waiting on the seed you want. But when my vocals get there, but when I get, no, 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 no. Sow it now. But when I got more time, no, 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 cancel that. You don't even need to go there. I need you to sow now because you're, you're delaying the harvest because you have not sown today. Every farmer has faith to sow. I asked God to give me crazy faith like a farmer. See, a farmer doesn't sow one seed and be like, oh my goodness, baby, come on. Grow, baby, grow. <laughs> Bring me some water, Demondre. I got to get my seed right. A farmer gets seed, gets in the right atmosphere, sows, 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 sows. At your birthday party, I sow. When you call me for encouragement, I sow. I like your stuff on Instagram, I'm sowing. I show up for the stuff you didn't invite to me to, I'm sowing. I'm being... A farmer is not watching over one seed. Hoping that it grows up. A farmer is what I like to call a cereal sower. Y'all done heard of a cereal killer. They just keep doing it. I'm not a cereal killer, but I am a cereal sower. If I show up somewhere, I'm going to leave a bigger tip than you thought. I'm going to move in and help somebody. I'm going to see you on the street. I'm going to sow. Because you never know. 
where the harvest is coming from. So the first thing I need to encourage everybody to do is take your seed and do what? Sow. And then I wish the Bible would be a little more expressive because this is what I found out on my journey. is seed, sow, time. Don't nobody tell you this. But a lot of times God doesn't go seed, sow, time, harvest. Is seed, help me, sow, help me, time. Uh, <laughs> some, and then the time is where the enemy tries to come. I told you God wasn't going to do it. I told you they never see what was in you. I told you you'd be in your closet for singing worship songs. I told you, that's where he comes in the time. This is what tried to take out a celebrating this moment. Right when pastor announced, we're about to buy the old Best Buy. The world shuts down. What I'm about to do? How are we going to make this happen? God said, just give it a little time. And some of y'all are in the middle of time right now. Trying to figure out, like, God, is this ever going to change for me? But I came with a prophetic word for you today. It's bamboo season. <laughs> that time is about to... Uh... Okay, let me help you. Seed, help me. So, what time... And then it says, they're like, y'all, y'all, I love y'all. And then it says harvest. But the truth of the matter is there's something that happens before harvest. I think it was prophetess Rihanna who said, work, 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 work. Prophet Riri. And I think this is the part that many people miss and the church has done a bad job of, of educating people on. That God's hand can be on it, but you still got to work it. So I have seed. So time, then work. My faith without the work. Do you know? Do you know what you need to do in your budget to be debt free? If somebody was to come to you today, tell me the number right now that you need to be debt free. Well, carry the two minus the six, and then I got my, I got the, you know, the little ear surgery I had, and then I had, like, you haven't done the work for the miracle. And I don't know what the situation is, but some of you need to work your faith by, by working what you have at this moment. If you put all of these things together, Seed, sow, time, work, then. And this is why people get confused. I got seed. Everybody's born with seed. All God gives us is seed. He never gives us trees. He never gives us chairs. He never gives us fruit. The only thing God does is place seeds on the inside of you. 
And he asked us to take the seeds, sow them in that daycare, sow them in that business. Well, I don't really like this. <laughs> sow it there. Give it some time. Work the field I planted you in. And watch there be a harvest. So let's, I just want the equation to never leave you. Help me right here. The first thing God gives us is see. Then we, then we wait some. And then we, and then there is a. Okay. Now this is the normal principle of sowing and reaping. But we serve a sovereign God. So when you're in a season of unusual acceleration, it goes seed, sow, time, work, harvest, seed, sow, time, work, harvest. See, I serve a God who stands outside of time. Some of y'all are going to miss this, but there's a few of y'all that are going to get this. When I sow my seed and, 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 and God says, now give it a little time. How did I jump from nobody knowing who I was to now needing to hire more employees? How did I go from us having to do three services in, on the grand road to being at the grand opening and needing a new building already. <laughs> Y'all better hear me. It's because you're in a moment of unusual seed. So time. Work. When you start to work this muscle of faith, it goes from five different words. See, so we're talking. See, so talking. I put it in on Monday, Denard. See, so talking. It it's not steps anymore. It's a process that sounds like when people see me, they see me so, and then they see the faster I keep saying, all you start hearing is seed harvest. Seed harvest. This is the season God is saying you're in. Seed harvest. Seed harvest. I bless them with something. God gives me double it. Let me give you scripture. I'm just trying to describe what season you're in. The principles and the process didn't change. It's just everybody say accelerated. 
Seed sow time work harvest. Joel chapter 2 verse 25. He says, so I will restore to you <laughs> the years that the swarming locust has eaten. The crawling locust. The consuming locust. The chewing locust. My great army which I sent among you. You shall eat plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. I'm here to tell you, Forward City, you're not going to be put, be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. And I am the Lord your God. And there is no other. My people. He says it again. When you step out in crazy faith, I promise you. I'm not going to let you be put to shame. I promise you. I'm telling you twice. So now I'm going to take my seed. And I'm going to sow it wherever God tells me to. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your talent. Some of you are so greedy with the thing that God has placed on the inside of you. You're waiting for the right number to, to activate you, to be able to give it. God said, I gave it to you. You have the gift of administration, but won't help nobody. You have the gift of organization, but will not lend your service. No, 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 I got to get the bag. You don't want to be blessed because every bag doesn't come from a person. <laughs> Y'all watching so much motivational and self-help, they are working you mentally out of the kingdom of God. You will pay me what I'm worth. Is that what Jesus did? Did he require of us? <laughs> Everything in the kingdom is reversed. And what God is telling us right now is it's bamboo season. So in this season, when I tell you to sow the seed I've given you, it doesn't matter if they can do anything for you. It doesn't matter if you're going to get a hookup. It don't matter if you're going to get a shout out. It doesn't matter if anybody knows. The one who is over promotion saw the whole thing. He said, I want you to sow your seed. Time, work, and harvest because it's bamboo season. Somebody shout, it's bamboo season. So, so, okay. So I got to show you this and one more scripture so you can actually walk with it. And leave here and live in this, okay? Um, Luke chapter 5 verse 1. Oh, I feel so good right now. It said one day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats, two places to plant seed. At the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and they were washing their nets. I'm going to teach you how to activate unusual acceleration. Because I don't want this to just be a season for you. I want this to be something that's ongoing. So the first thing that we see is these disciples washing their nets. That means they were preparing in this moment for the next moment that God was going to do something. The Bible tells us as we read on that they didn't catch anything. But they still were found in a place tending and mending what did not work. 
If you want to activate a season of unusual acceleration, write this down in a point. Steward well what's not working well. Right now, many of us are frustrated about what is not working in our life. So we leave it alone. I'm done with that. I ain't messing with them fools no more. And God said, even if it's not working, I'm watching how you steward over it. It is an indicator of the next season of responsibility if you would steward. The reason we're here is because your pastor steward, stewarded over LeGrand Road location when it wasn't working well. He showed me where they had to put the children's area in shipping containers. God, thank you for rooms now, Lord. Thank you. Thank you that DHS didn't come, Lord. Thank you. But all they were trying to do was steward well. What was obviously not working well. What are the areas in your life that you've stopped praying about? That you've stopped tending to? Some of y'all drove them here today. You're looking for a new car, but you will not pick up that trash in the car you got. Oh, I'm coming to practical things. You want a house, but that apartment smells like death on the third day? God is not concerned about you having the next level, but it, for many of us, would not be an upgrade because we didn't change. And God is saying, if you want to stay and activate unusual acceleration, you got to steward well what is not currently working. These men are mending nets that caught them nothing. These people are asking for forgiveness from people who they don't need anymore. Mending. This seems pointless at this moment. But if God gave it to me, he's watching how I handle it. And I just need everybody to evaluate right now. I'm trying to get off this point, but the Holy Spirit is saying, Mike, they need 30 more seconds. To realize that God is not looking at anything else except what's in your hand. Not your pedigree, not the family you came from, not how much debt you have. He's sitting there watching how you handle what he's put in your hand. And he said, will you put any more work into what I've already given you? Okay. I'm telling you how to activate unusual acceleration. Look at it, verse 3. Stepping to one of the boats. See, these are the questions I have. There was two boats sitting there. But what made Jesus step into one and not the other? Jesus asked Simon, I'm just giving you stuff to think about. It's owner to push it out into the water. So he stepped into somebody's boat, but then gave them a job. Hey, what's going on, Simon Peter? <laughs> Push it. Now, I didn't ask you to step in my boat. Do you want unusual acceleration? 
Do you know who's asking you to do this? There's another boat I can step into. Why did they give us that detail of two boats? Because Jesus has options. And when God gives us an assignment, he's not going to sit there all day trying to convince you. Because there's people he's trying to talk to on the other side of your obedience. There's people he's trying to reach on the other side of your obedience. And he literally says, push this boat out into the water. Do some work that you didn't sign up for. Do some work that did not consider your pedigree. Do something that has nothing to do with what you think it has to do with. Just obey me. See, if you're going to activate unusual acceleration, you cannot always know why. Golly. I'm trying to give them keys, Pastor Travis. I'm trying to teach everybody how you... Why does it matter when who is God? Why you want me to give my shoes to them? It doesn't matter. Because God told you to give them. Why you want me to serve in the children's ministry? You know I don't even really like kids. Why does it matter? Because I told you to do it. Why? Why I need to pay the building off cash? I could just take out a loan and do it. Travis, why does it matter? Just obey me. I, I need to help the body of Christ be able to reconcile that a good father doesn't have to explain everything. Sometimes what's happening is time sensitive. And if you want unusual acceleration, you slowing it down by needing to know why. And, and, and for some reason, Simon Peter was like, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and push this boat out here. So he sat in a boat and he taught the crowds from there. Now, this always messes me up because Jesus steps into this man's boat, gives him a job to do, and then ignores him. He teaches the crowd. I mean, maybe you give me a prophetic word first or tell me how much the day rate is for renting my boat. You're going to make my boat on Toro and, and I just need to be able to figure out what this is all about. He had to wait time. Seed. So. Time. I don't know if you caught it yet, but his seed was the boat he already had. What he had to sow was letting Jesus get into it and push it out. And now he had to some time where Jesus didn't even acknowledge him. He, he, he talked to the people. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? If you want to activate unusual acceleration, let God sit in what you have. He's not looking for what you don't have. All he's trying to do is sit in what you do have. What do you have 
that you will not let God sit in. For me, I've had giftings and callings that, that I was like, oh, this is going to be used for this. This is going to be used for this. And then when God calls for it, I always want to reserve it and, 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 and not make it look cheesy because I don't want to do that for church and I don't want to do that for God. I don't, I don't really want to, you know what I'm saying? I don't really want to. And God said, if you don't let me sit in what you have, it will be all you have. Simon Peter is on the precipice of the biggest miracle, the biggest business day, the biggest acceleration of his life. If he doesn't let God sit in his boat, he misses the opportunity to experience unusual acceleration. And could you be sitting here praying for something that's already on the way if you would let God just use what you already have? Well, God is just an Instagram feed. You're so worried about the aesthetic that you won't even invite somebody to church. Let me use what you have. Why just braid hair? Do you know that the ministry that happens when somebody touches your head? People just open up. You're like, when I was six, I just... Like, you... God said you to start a ministry. It may not be on a platform. He said, let me sit in what you have. I'm just trying to teach you. Verse 4, when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon. Now, he had to finish doing what he was doing. And he, Simon Peter, had to stay there long enough to let God now turn his attention to him. We sing that song, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. He will renew your strength. So wait. Uh, does what happens with you? <laughs> the truth of the matter is most people don't know what happens when you wait. We would see the results in your life. You don't wait. You get frustrated. You get angry. You get mad at God. You start walking away. You pick up other vices. You do all kinds of different stuff. You get in a situationship. You give your body to him. You throw it back a couple of times. You, you do all of these different things. They told me I could be real here. You picked up another gig, you went on another tour, you did what God told you not to do because you have the gifting to do it, but you weren't called to do it. You have the anointing for it, but I never gave you the assignment for it. You start picking up new things and all this other stuff. You don't want to wait. God really wants you to find out what happens when you wait, but most of us won't wait for God to turn his attention to us. And this man shows us that if you just wait on God while he's using what you let him sit in. He said, now I'll talk to you. He said, um, now I'm going to give you some work. Hold on. I gave you my seed. I sowed. I've been waiting on you had several messages for the people. Now you're going to give me more work. Look what he says. Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. 
<laughs> you, you crazy, bro. Master! Dog, you know we worked hard all last night, bro. We was out there like throwing it at ah, nothing, throwing it at ah, nothing. We tired, man. We didn't catch a thing. But if you say so. I done tried this several times before. I've been denied several times before. I've tried this with them and them before. But if you say so. Now, now let me help you. If you were a professional fisherman and somebody who was known in the city as a carpenter came and told you what to do, you'd be like, bro, you better get about here with all that, bro. <laughs> it's better to tell me to come up here and throw my fish. It's daytime. Now, this doesn't matter to anybody who's not a fisherman. But the reason they were out all night fishing is because when you cast your nets at night, the fish come closer to the surface because the sun is not out and they can't see the net. So in the right conditions by man's standards, they did everything right. But now God is telling me in the mid of day to go back out there in conditions that the world would tell me this thing's supposed to happen in and throw my nets again? That's crazy. But this disciple had the audacity to believe that if the master said so. Oh. If you want to activate unusual acceleration, let's write it in a point. Trust the if you say so. I can't tell you how many times on my journey of crazy faith, nothing made sense. You want me to do what? You want me to get a who? You want me to go where? I remember the first time I came to North Carolina as an adult. Um, God told me to go to Inside Elevation. Pastor Stephen um, Furtick, I was going to this conference. And um, there was only one problem. The conference was sold out. I did not have a ticket. And I didn't know nobody. That was three problems. <laughs> so I told my wife, I said, babe, uh, in prayer, God told me I was supposed to go to Inside Elevation. She asked me, do you have a ticket? No. Do, do you know anybody there? No. <laughs> then why are you going? God says so. I don't, I don't really, I don't even... And then she asked me a question. She said, so are you going to go? And at that moment, I had to make a decision. If I was going to let the facts keep me paralyzed, or if I was just going to deal with the consequences of going. She said, how much is the ticket? $900. And the conference was the next day. 
and we was broke. <laughs> she said, Mike, you know that would be most of our, you know, savings. You know, we've been doing the Dave Ramsey and trying to get $1,000 to say that. That would leave us with a cool hundo. And I said, just give me a moment to think about it. Lord, you got me out here looking stupid. <laughs> hey, baby, I love you, I love you. How am I going to be out here? You ain't give me a sign. You ain't sent me no ticket. Somebody, let them do a giveaway online. I wish I would have had some music when we was talking to God. I would have made it better. And the Holy Spirit, guess what he said? Go to the conference. Okay. Babe, I feel like God said so. She said, I support you. I love this is why it's important who you marry, y'all. This is why it's not just a booty. Let me stop. This is why it's not just about fun, it's about function. She said, I support you, I trust you. I flew to North Carolina and I was outside of Elevation Church when they were setting up the tents six hours early. Hey, you here for the conference? Yes, I am. Well, registration doesn't start until I ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> Met a guy named Johnny. He still works on the staff right now. He said, what, where are you from? Told him my story and just believe in God that I can get in. And you know what I'm saying? Just, he's like, well, we're sold out. I was like, I heard, but you know what I'm saying? Is there's any way to... <laughs> he said, there's nothing I can do for you. Four hours, I walked around the parking lot. God, why you got me out here? Because I said so. God, what if I look stupid? Don't matter. This don't make sense. What if I'm going to tell my wife? What am I going to tell my wife? You obey me? Obedience is never about the outcome. Obedience is about the faith to do it. Hey, Mike, come over here, man. Still don't have a ticket for you. <laughs> but we're going to put you on the thousand-person waiting list. Why you even tell me that? There's a thousand person, so a thousand people would have to not show up. For... I'm just telling you a real story. Okay, um, people start coming in, busloads of people coming in. Nobody knows who I am. First year of pastoring, just trying to get some information, just trying to get some wisdom. 658. Anybody? A thousand people canceled yet? <laughs> Just checking. 
I hear the music, boom, seven o'clock. And I'm the only person outside. This real, I got pictures to prove it. I obeyed it, I obey you God. And this feels dumb. I'm not with nobody. Nobody knows who I am. And you got me out here my last to still be on the outside. And they started singing a song. I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see you. And something on the inside of me rose up. I said, well, if I can't get in. That's why earlier I went out there for everybody that's in the lobby. It don't matter if you can't get in the room. Because I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop i started praising on the outside of that building jumping 10 minutes later hey mike somebody didn't come we have a seat with your name on it hold on Where if I would have had a ticket, I would have been in the nosebleed section. They walked me all the way down the corridor. And they set me on the floor. And God said, you, you, you remember when I told you two days ago that if I say so, you obey. A long story short, I sat in inside elevation in that seat and I took notes, changed my life and my ministry. One year later, one, I was in the library in Tulsa studying for Transformation Church and I get a voicemail from Stephen Furtick. Never met him, don't know him, nothing. Hey man. This is Pastor Stephen Frederick. Just wanted to let you know, I was on YouTube looking for one of the sermons I preached and I saw you. I don't know who you are or what's going on, but I just want to let you know you're anointed, you're called, you're this, you're that. I just want you to know, a minute and 50 seconds found me. God said, I told you. Three months later, hey man, would you come preach at Elevation the weekend after Easter? Preach whatever you want. One year later, I went from being outside the building to being escorted to a seat with my name on it. It was a season of unusual God said, Michael, sometimes you just got to do it because I said so.
I'm creating a story. I'm writing a story with you. The reason y'all are here right now, Travis and Jackie, is because you obeyed God when he said so. It don't matter if friends are doing it. It doesn't matter if everybody agrees. If he says so. That's why I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see you. Now listen, now listen, now listen to this man. He trusted God's, if you say so, I'm going to go back and ask for another loan. If you say so, I'm going to record the record. And, and I, don't, I don't have all the backing that I want and I don't have all the, but if you say so, we're going to have an encounter. I, if, I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to go and ask them to partner with me one more time because you just said so and look what it said it said but if you say so I'll let the nets down again the next thing God's gonna ask you to do is not a new thing it's a thing you tried and it didn't work it, it, it wasn't that season yet but it's bamboo season now. You gonna try it again? And it will be unusual. How did I just sow it? Verse six, and this time, oh, I love the word of God. Somebody say, in this time. Their nets were so full of fish, they begin to tear. Uh, does this maybe have something to do with the preparation of mending their nets beforehand? When Jesus found them, what were they doing? Maybe the reason he even stepped into their boat is because he knew that the blessing I have for them will be so big it will break if they are not working what they already have. They won't know how to have the character to handle that type of money. They will not have the integrity to be able to mingle with those people. I need them to work what they have because it proves they can handle what I got for them. If they wouldn't have worked what they had, they still begin to tear because of the blessing. But it was the little bit they did with what they had that held it in enough. So much so that they had to shout, Help! Demandre! Keisha! Channing! They had to bring partners in other boats. And soon, both boats were filled with fish. And the boats, not... <laughs> The boats were on the verge of sinking. What happens when you're so blessed? You can give your competition blessings. See, this is why in the kingdom of God, we don't have to be in competition. We have to be partners. What Pastor Travis and Jackie did by sowing into all those churches today, 
there were taking their fish and saying there's more than enough God's gonna bless you in this bamboo season enough to pay for somebody else's album you missed it enough to pay somebody else's house off somebody should say give me that enough to help somebody else's child through a traumatic situation what would happen if we actually lived in kingdom and the end goal wasn't us getting a harvest but the end goal was us giving somebody else seed See, if you want to activate unusual acceleration, you have to know the only reason you're blessed is to be a blessing. What if I had this thought? What if the whole reason God stepped into Simon Peter's boat was to bless the partners? Think, just think about it for one second. What if he took Simon Peter through all of that to show generosity to somebody who was not expecting the blessing. What if God is wanting to put you in a season of unusual acceleration? Not for you. You get blessed by the way. My boat's sinking just because I was a vehicle and available to let God use me. But the whole goal was to bless the no-name partners. Uh, how do you ex sustain this unusual acceleration? This is how the Holy Spirit told me to tell you. Don't take your foot off the gas. Now, 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 now let, me, let, me give you some, let me give you some explanation. God is about to do a miracle in somebody's life I got seven more minutes. Can I use seven more minutes, y'all? Can I take seven more minutes? Okay. God is about to do something in, in, in your life that's going to be a crazy miracle. Somebody say, give me that. I don't know where it's going to be, but you're going to know it. And the enemy would love you to get complacent and say, that was enough. Thank you, Lord. If you never do another thing for me. That false humility thing, that's not what you want. I mean, that's a great heart posture to have, but Lord, I want you to keep on. So if you're already at this level of faith where you believe God for all of this, don't take your foot off the gas. I'm, I'm going to tell you a personal story. I become the pastor of Transformation Church on February 1st, 2015. 37 days later in prayer, God tells me, write down what I'm about to tell you. And I wrote it down. I got it here. And he said, the Spirit Bank Event Center will be Transformation Church. And he gave me about 13 other things. And I took my poor graphic skills and I put Transformation Church on here. You can already see it's all jacked up. And I spelled transformation wrong. It says transformation. The only reason I did it is because he said so. We had no money in the bank. Nobody knew Mike Todd. But I obeyed him. March 9th, 2015. 
729 a.m. in Bella's room. Five years later, we're in five services in a converted grocery store in the hood of Tulsa. And I said, God, I can't keep doing these five services. I'm about to die. I'm tired. I'm going to get up there and say something that is not you. <laughs> he said, he said, I already showed you the plan. I forgot about it. It was buried on a hard drive somewhere. He had already given me the seed. And I had sown to type it down. But now I had waited five years of time. I love y'all. And now he said, it's time to work it. I went and searched back all the plans and different things like that. I said, oh, shoot. He said, work it. I go over to the building, 192,000 square feet, an arena that sits almost 5,000 people, two 5,000 square foot ballrooms, four floors of offices, 950 covered parking garage. What the heck? He said, I gave it to you. And because he told me that, this is what my faith could say. If you say so. Okay. So we begin to work. They say it's not for sale. Okay. Went over and prayed for it. Broke into the building several times. I don't encourage anybody to do that, but I did. God said, uh, it's yours. Came back and told the team, told them, cars parked off the highway like trying to get here today. God said, all right, I'm going to give it to you. Well, God how doesn't matter. I'm going to do it. Hey, uh, God told me this, our building. Can we talk about the, the price? At least can you, <laughs> can you tell me how much it costs? It's not for sale. Is somebody trying to do something with it? It's under contract. Uh, God, somebody else about to buy the building that you said that. He said, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Because he will renew your. So what do I do? So wait. Hello, Mr. Todd. Yeah. Um. We're here leaving a closing that fell through five minutes ago. Are you still interested in buying the building? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, you want to come see it? At the closing table, this conglomerate that had millions of dollars, for some reason, their funding fell through at the last minute. And because I had been persistent in calling them, they called me while still in the room with the people. We go over there. I look at it. I said, how much is the earnest money? $100,000 down. He said it cost $10.5 million. I said, 
Can I be real? I said, that's our building now. I said, okay. Long story short. Miracle after miracle after miracle after miracle. Us sowing into other people's churches and lives. When we needed the money to pay for the building, God said, no, 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 no. Remember, it's seed. So time. Work. We go, we get the funding to put the down payment on it, and God tells me as I'm walking to the closing, he said, this will be paid off in six months. Guess what my response was? If you say so. See, no longer am I questioning, can God do it? I'm agreeing with what he's saying. I stand up in front of our church in the first series of Crazy Faith, and I'm like, I got the keys, the keys, the keys, I got the keys. That was September, December 31st. When I told the bank president we were going to pay it off in six months, because I'm ignorant. When I believe something, I told him when we signed in paper, I said, we're going to pay this off in six months. He said, <laughs> Wow. Bought a smunk there, guy. You don't know my God. See, I get ignorant about stuff like that. December 31st, we paid off 10.5, five months after we did it. We paid off the whole building at our church anniversary on February 1st. We burned the mortgage, but that's not the part I want you to shout about. Can you show them the building, the main transformation church building? I want you to. They built this building for $54 million. We bought it for 10.5. Okay. Okay. So, so this building, I'm, right now I'm trying to go forward. I'm going in the future with somebody right now. Because this is the grace that's on your house. Some of y'all are fans that are here, but for Forward City right now, I'm trying to show you a picture of the future. I'm trying to get you to understand God didn't just call you to have church. He called you to rule, dominate, subdue, make a difference in this place. Okay. So I'm driving into this building one day to go to the office. And this is where God gives me the prophetic word I'm giving to you today. It's at the back of this business complex. God said, Michael, look around. I want you to have all of this. God, you've done enough. You took us from a converted grocery store in the hood and put us in the Staples Center. We good. He said, this was not about being good. This was about me getting glory. This is not about it being good for you. It's about me doing the impossible so that I can get glory. So he said, Michael, don't take your foot off the gas. I said, what do you mean? He said, believe me in faith for the entire complex. I said, God, I don't, are you sure? He said, I just told you, don't take your foot off the gas. And I started getting that analogy that there are some people that need lead foot. You have it when you're, like, lead feet, like when you're driving, but I need some lead foot people in faith. 
that when God says it, I'm not, I'm not going to And the crazy thing is some of y'all putting your foot on the brake. God said, put your foot on the gas. Pastors, God sent me here to tell you this was just the beginning. But now it's time for unusual acceleration. Don't take your foot off the gate. The building you showed me back here, it's yours in less than a year. Y'all need to go walk the mall across the street. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you need to go walk that mall. Some of y'all after church today, just go walk through there. Cause you're gonna be dropping your kids off over there and your coworkers gonna be getting saved there. Don't take your foot off the gas. This is an atmosphere of faith. My God can do the impossible. Pastor Mike, you're just trying to hype us up. All right, let me prove it to you. <laughs> so, less than a year later, everybody say one year. Everybody say one year. When God said, don't take your foot off the gas, that next day, I text the team and I said, I need y'all to find out how much this whole complex costs. Pastor, what will you use that for? To make money? so that we don't have to ask people for tithes and offerings. See, doesn't the Bible say the wealth of the wicked? So it's 35 businesses, state farms and medical practices and music stores and all of them. And one year later, $20.5 million. Now, I was scared of the 10.5, but now he paid that off in six months. What it did, it gave me courage. Still didn't have it, but yesterday's victory should be the starting point for my faith today. The fact that you're still here should be proof that God can do something else. We're in Forward City in the Best Buy that you said that we was going to buy. This is, everybody shot at me, proof. So when I walked up to the building that God paid off debt-free in six months, 20.5 for the whole complex. If you say so. One year later, we bought the entire seven building complex. Put it on the screen. Even the land that Chick-fil-A sits on, we own that. Y'all ain't gonna rejoice with me. I'm 35 years old and blackity black black. This not supposed to happen for me. I'm supposed to be 
having babies with everybody and in jail and but God so that 2019 this was 2020 after this I was like hey I'm good thank you Lord guess what he told me don't take your foot off the gas if we're already at this place of faith why would you close the portal of belief once we get here? I said, all right, Lord, you show me what's next. He said, the next time I need you, I'll call you. All right. I'm on a three-month sabbatical last summer because we just had our little baby Gia. And I'm sitting there and I get a call from my security that's with me. He said, Pastor Mike, you coming to this meeting? I said, Scott, you know I ain't coming to this meeting. I just had a baby. He said, oh, okay. And you know that, oh, okay, like. What you talking about? Oh, okay. He said, Pastor Mike, I'm gonna send you an address. If you can get over here in an hour, come through. I was like, all right, cool. As I was driving, God said, I'm about to do another miracle. But this is unusual. I said, oh, okay. Everybody say it's bamboo season. I'm not teaching you from thoughts and ideas and maybe one day this could. No, no, no. This proof. My team needed some more space because we've grown in staff and different things like that. And so I sent them out before I went on break to look for space that we could office in so we could build our children's area the way we want to build it. They find this building that was built by an oil company in one of the nicest areas of our city. And they had three unfinished floors that we could come in and deck out. So we were looking at leasing it. We go up there to look to lease the three floors. And in the middle of the negotiation, they say, we no longer want to lease it to you. I said, is it because we're black? <laughs> and he said, no, actually the owner just called and said to ask y'all, do y'all want to buy it? What do you mean you want to buy what? The whole thing. This is this big. I had to. Hold on, what do, you, what do you mean buy it? We built this in 2016 for $68 million. We had to file chapter 11. We haven't put it on the market yet. We know a lot of people will want it, but for some reason, y'all are just here. For some reason, y'all are just here. Do y'all want to? They called me. I walked through the building. As I was getting on the elevator, 192,000 square feet of office spaces has state-of-the-art gym, has classrooms, has all these things, has boardrooms on every floor, has security, a thousand per 700 car garage, 30 acres, manicured grass, got a lake and a pond, got all kind of stuff. I said, Lord. I don't need this. He said, but I want the kingdom to possess it. This wasn't about it being good for you. This is for my glory. I tapped, watch this. I tapped your shoulder off of vacation. 
because I needed somebody to partner with me in faith. The greatest thing that we can all get to is being a partner with God in whatever he wants to do. He said, Michael, I needed somebody on the team that had faith enough. I, I knocked on a couple other people's doors that couldn't go with me. They couldn't go with me. But I knew you had the faith to believe this. On the elevator coming off the sixth floor, the Holy Spirit said, will you partner with me? I said, yes, God. I went outside. I told the team, this is our building. I ain't gone through no paperwork, no nothing. The Holy Spirit said, this is yours. I'm going to give it to you. And I said, this is our building. I said, and I'm going back on vacation. The day I came back, we signed for Transformation Towers, the new global headquarters of our church. Can you put a picture of it up on the screen? It looked like something that Tony Stark... Y'all don't want to rejoice with me because you don't see your future, but I see your future. It looked like something Tony Stark made for the Avengers in like the helipad laying on the top. That's what it looked like. That sound what? Crazy. But it's only crazy? So let me tell you the crazy part. We signed for this building, $35 million. See, y'all see how them numbers just keep going up? Let me tell you something. It got easier every time. Because faith is a muscle. If you're not working your faith with what you got right now, you'll never be able to pick up what God's got for you. This was the easiest acquisition. The people said it's, it felt like things were jumping out of the way to make this happen. But the company that built it came to us and said, before we close, we need to put a clause in this. So what kind of clause? We still need to lease two floors at top rate for the next five years. Hold up. You gonna pay me to be in the building that we just bought from you and cover what we would have to pay? I think I see God. <laughs> I just came to tell you, if it's bamboo season, and God, think about what we would have missed out on. I would have put my foot on the brake. If I would have put my faith in coasting mode. Because some of you won't put your foot on the brake and you won't hit the acceleration. You'll just coast. Whatever God did in the last season, you'll just coast. And God said, don't take your foot off the gas. Hands lifted everywhere. I feel the presence of God. Genesis 26, 12. Then Isaac planted seed in the land as a farmer. Oh my God, this is my whole message right here. And he reaped in the same year. A hundred times. I'm speaking this prophetically over you. You better hear what I'm saying. 
then everybody say your name. I said, then your name. Then planted seed in the land as a farmer and reaped in the same year a hundred times as much as he planted. And the Lord blessed and favored him. And the man, say your name. And the woman, say your name. Became great and gained more and more until they became very wealthy and extremely distinguished. I speak over you. God has said this is a season of unusual acceleration. And I declare by this time next year, I need y'all to receive this. We're going to run this video back and you're going to see what God has done by this time next year. There's some people that are going to have lead foots of faith and they're not going to take their foot off the gas, Norman. I'm telling you this time next year, look around, take a picture. Remember today, because by this time next year, it will just look like seed harvest. receive it for your family for your church for your business receive it right now I'm telling you for your mental health that depression that's been around watch you're gonna find joy again money not gonna control you no more you're going to be a blessing unusual acceleration when I go back to that story in Luke when God does this a miracle it says when Simon Peter realized what had happened he fell on his knees before Jesus and said oh Lord please leave me I'm such a sinful man for he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught as were the others with him see the blessing of God can be very natural and practical but make you have to confront the spiritual God can bless you so much that you say, oh, I'm sinning. <laughs> That's what happened. He did a natural miracle that made him have a spiritual awakening. And it wasn't just for him. It said the miracle messed everybody else up too. Watch this. It said his partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee were also, Zebedee were also amazed. Jesus replied, Simon, don't be afraid. He's saying to you, don't be afraid. From now on, what I just did was practice. From now on, you're going to be fishing for people. If you want to activate unusual acceleration, my last point, the acceleration is for salvation. Let me see. Let God's not blessing your business for you to stunt. He's not, he's not saving that company or he's not putting you out there on a platform to be praised. The reason he could trust these beautiful people with this, because the whole reason they built this, 
so that people could find Jesus. Imagine leaving the biggest day of business you've ever had and following it. Like they didn't get to do it twice. They did it once and left it there. People don't think about this. They got the biggest bag in history and left it for Jesus. My question is, what type of disciple are you? The bag would make us leave our families, make us leave our morals, our character. But Jesus said, follow me because from now on, I'm going to upgrade you. You're not going to be fishing for people. I had to break, I had to break your net and do something you didn't think so I could tell you there's more. And as I look at this, this is what I want to leave you with. Because I believe this is bamboo season for this area, for this church, for anybody that has the faith to believe that. Somebody say, give me that. The only reason God does things externally is so that it can transform you internally and change your eternity. Reason he's blessing this place and from service to service to service. It's because he wants to do something in y'all. Last night we were sitting at the table and Pastor Travis was rehearsing the promises of God. And he just began to weep. And I mean, it was a holy moment. And we gathered around him and his wife and prayed. But what happened was the external stuff did something to him internally. And now it's changing thousands of people's eternity. came to tell you, don't take your foot off the gas, hands lifted everywhere. God, I thank you that I'm in an atmosphere of faith. And I thank you that everybody that heard this message and everybody that's a part of this celebration would now come to a place where they would partner with you. Father, no matter their background, their hurts, their last church, today, God, I'm asking you, that you would give them the audacity to believe you again. Yep. Father, thank you that they let you sit in their boat, whatever their gifting, their talent. No matter how old they are, you're the one that restores the years. Today, God, we're asking you, sit in what we have. Use what we got. If nobody else calls, if we don't get another hit, if nobody else looks for us, it's okay. You see us. And thank you that you said it's bamboo season. So God, we look for and thank you for unusual acceleration. And our hearts, our minds, our families, our finances, our resources, our influence. But it's all for one reason. So that people could come to you. If you're in this room right now and you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior and everybody who has, I need you to begin to pray because there is a battle going on right now for people. There are people in the lobby. Somebody's about to walk out because you want to beat traffic. And I'm telling you right now that God's saying this is the moment of salvation. If you're in this room and you've never given your life to Jesus Christ today, I want to let you know the greatest decision I ever made was to let Jesus sit in my boat. 
And this is the thing, the church many times will tell you, you need to stop doing that, you need to clean up. But here at Ford City, you can belong here before you believe and you can belong here, watch this, before you behave. Because the truth of the matter is, if we could see pride on people, there would be a lot of people in here who would need the grace of God. But for me, guess where he found me? Addicted to pornography, a liar. I was a manipulator. I had a case against me for car insurance fraud. I was dark in my heart and I surrendered to God. And he said, with all of that, I'll use you. With all of that, flaws and all, I want it all. And I gave my life to God as a seed. And I sowed my life into the word and into churches. And I gave it some time. And I worked out my salvation. And I had to admit and get accountability and go to counseling and say, you know what? I watched that too long. I was on HBO and it was the Flintstones. And then it turned into some Flintstonians and I don't. I, I had to be real. But today I stand here in harvest. Because I let Jesus have what I, what I was. And if you're in this room and you need to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior, if you're watching online and you need to make, I'm telling you, it changes everything in your life. You're talking about unusual acceleration. You get snatched out of hell and brought into life. Today, I want to give you that chance. If that's you, on the count of three, I just want you to raise your hand. I don't care who you came with. I don't care if your boyfriend or girlfriend sitting next to you. I don't care if you're at the house. I don't care what you did last night, and I don't care what you've already planned to do tomorrow. Today, this moment is the moment of salvation. And if that's you, the only way that we can celebrate what God's doing here is celebrate the reason that he built this place. It's for souls to be saved. So if that's you and you're saying, Pastor, include me in that prayer in the room online, on the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. One, you're making the greatest decision of your life. Two, I'm proud of you, but forget that. Your name is going to be written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Three, shoot your hand up wherever you are all over the building. I see you right there online. I see you. I see you. Oh, Forward City in the lobby. We see you. Come on, let's give God some praise. Now watch this. At Forward City, we're a family. Nobody prays alone. So today we're about to pray this prayer for the benefit of those who are coming to Christ and we're about to see a celebration go up like no other because your life is being transformed right now. According to Romans 10, 9, all you have to do is believe and confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. You have to repent. Everybody say repent. That sounds deep. All it means is turn. If he was going this way, turn. And today, you start a new life. So everybody say this. Say, God, thank you for sending Jesus just for me. Today, I need you to be my Lord and Savior. I believe you lived, you died, and you rose again with all power just for me. Today, I partner with you. Change me. Renew me 
transform me. I'm yours. In Jesus' name. Amen. Forward City, can we shout? Oh, heaven is turning up right now. In the lobby, let's give God praise. you just made that decision I want you to take your phone out and I want you to scan the code on the screen or you can text 803-598-1128 the team is going to send you some resources we're going to walk with you we want to see you helped healed and whole because this is your season of unusual acceleration forward city can we give God praise just one more time oh y'all can do better than that All right, listen, before everybody leaves, stop. Let me leave you with this. Mark down in crazy faith what you're believing God for this week. Write the vision and make it what? God only sends provision where there's vision. And it's not vision if it's not written down. I'm giving you the step you can make with no money. Create some margin, create some time, and write the vision down. And then plant seed. So take time, work. And I promise you by this time next year, I'm coming back. Is it okay if I come back to Forward City? Can I come back? Okay, just wanna make sure. When I come back, we're going to see who really believed that this is a, there will be, everybody say proof. We're going to see who believed that this is a season of unusual acceleration. Somebody say it's bamboo season. Ford City, thank you for allowing me to be here and share with you crazy faith. I love you. Hey, thank you for listening to today's message. If you would like to commit your life to this Jesus that you've been hearing about, pray this simple prayer with me. God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe that you got up so that I don't have to stay down. Come into my heart. Change me forever from the inside out. I'm saved. I am different. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed this prayer for the first time or even if you rededicated your life today, I'm so proud of you and you're not alone. Go now to forwardcity.tv slash brand new. We'd love to hear from you. Remember that in Christ, your past is gone. Your future is waiting. So move forward. Love you.